keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we learn about sex from each other by sharing our personal stories in an effort to tell shame to fuck off so we can spend more time happily pleasuring one another. And our guest today, I'm very excited to introduce to you, he's a black 25-year-old straight but becoming heteroflexible male, a kinky switch with a giantess fetish, a warehouse worker from Illinois. Welcome, James. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. Can you start off by giving our listeners just a tiny overview of your sex life as it stands now? It is amazing right, right now. I have a submissive who is uh, 11 years older than me and is just as much as a switch as I am. So she gives me a, quite a run for my money, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me very happy. That's awesome. Can I ask? So you're both switches, but you say you have a submissive. Explain to me how that works. Basically, it's kind of whoever's like in the mood to kind of jump the other's bones. And like she wants to peg me so bad. And <laughs> I've just been like, we've both been going through a lot because yeah. of my previous relationship and what I kind of brought into it. Uh, um, and she's just been being real patient with me which i like can't thank her enough for if she like for example like my downside will come out when she doesn't want to listen to me and i'll tell her to go do something and i'll just like all right pretty much for every three seconds you don't move i'm just counting a smack so that's so fun she'll just uh, i'll just be like i'm counting and she'll be like counting what counting what (laughs) oh counting and then she'll get up and do it i'm just like all right yeah yeah that's and she also smacks my ass all the time. And <laughs> uh, in regular life, like just when, whenever, like out and about. Yeah. Yeah, in public doesn't really matter. Love. And yeah, it's awesome having a girl like spot asses for you and point out girls. <laughs> so. Oh, do you check out ladies together? Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it's like she'll like catch a girl before I do. Like I'll be like actually shopping, and mm-hmm, <laughs> she'll, be, like, she'll like start patting me on the leg repeatedly. I'm just like, what, what? <laughs> Oh, oh. That, that makes me so happy because I've been that person. <laughs> See, and I've never had that before. So it's been like, the I feel like a little kid again. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well, I'm very excited to kind of like unwrap all of the things that led you to where you are now. But let's start with the very beginning. Can you go back and remember the first time you ever heard about sex? I would have to say I was probably about in third grade. I'm trying to remember what age you are about that about that time. I think about like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, I was on the bus and kids were kind of like talking about like like penis sizes and like vaginas and like the differences because up until that point, I thought girls had a penis that came out of their like rear and that's why girls need to sit down um to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah that's I, that was, so that was cute <laughs> my mind worked things out but i remember like me and this boy went to like the back of the bus and like he put his coats like over us and 
he was like, all right, we're going to pull them out and like show each other. And I'm just like, this feels weird. But at the same time, just did it. And then like mine was like a little bit bigger than his. And he's like, can I touch it? And I was like, mm, I don't think so. Because for some reason, my body's throwing up a red flag here. But probably after that, it wouldn't be until I was about 12 or 13. And um, my cousin brought a towel back from Vegas and it had a naked woman on it. And I was like, I think that's probably the first pair of boots I've seen. Yeah, I was good enough at the time. Like, I, I, now I think about it, I was like, it was just a towel. Did, but, okay, but were you touching yourself then? Did you masturbate to that towel? At a point, yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't think until... I was about 13. Oh. I had like masturbate for the first time because my uncle had always told me like, don't masturbate. You'll get addicted to masturbating. I knew a friend who got addicted to masturbating. And so I had a big fear behind it. And anytime I would like watch porn or get turned on, I would just like hold my dick, but I didn't actually like stroke or like masturbate because I thought that if like I came, then I would be addicted to masturbating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So was that the first time that you had the idea to touch yourself or where did that start? How did that, I mean, obviously you touched yourself like when you go to the bathroom, whatever, but you know what I mean? Masturbation. Sure. Yeah. Cause I would think probably right before I turned 13, I had my like first wet dream uh-huh. and like I had to ask my uncle like, yeah, so you're like, you, you can't wet the bed and it'd be sticky. Right. And he is like, no, you, you have like you, your soldiers are working now. Like you're, they're like your the factory is open. Hey, and I was just like, what? He's like, your sperm works. And okay. I was like, oh, oh. And then after that point, I was like, okay, maybe I should kind of find out what sex is, and, like learn more. And so I started watching like porn and stuff, and like kind of was trying to understand like, okay, this is how you have sex, mm-hmm. and would get turned on. It was just like, okay, I can touch it because this feels good but can't get too carried away because I don't want to get addicted to masturbating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I think I was like, yeah, you're already a little freak the amount you watch porn, but yeah, you just didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great and point. It was terrible. The first time like I actually came, I um, just did it by accident. Like I just got like really into touching myself and kind of just like, maybe if I like tried jerking it, but don't, like come it'll be okay and then it happened and there was like so much that i like i probably haven't came that much in like a long time (laughs) like i just got out of my pants they were uh (laughs) like i had pretty much created crimes can you you paint the full picture for us like where were you were any family members in danger of catching you or like what no my mom had left the house because she to help with another family member and i was just sitting it in my like clothes after school and was in the guest bedroom where we kept the computer and just was going to town because <laughs> i was like okay my mom's at the house this amount of time and i have this amount of time to enjoy myself and use the computer so i'm just gonna try to make this real fast and then i like i think i was watching some weird like pirate video where like yeah it was like a bad like remake of 
Pirate Pirates of the Caribbean. I love that, and I would be so into that. I, oh my god, I love Pirates of the Caribbean, and I would be into it. was like a weird, like a porn version. Yeah. Oh, I would be so into that. Oh, it, it, like, it rocked my boat when I was a little kid. <laughs> so That's and as a kid, how were you finding porn? I know that you're a bit younger than I am, so it's more accessible, but did you just like Google it or where did, did you hear about it at school? At first I tried to Google it, but then it was just like everything you had to either pay for. I was worried about viruses. Mm-hmm. And so I used LimeWire. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 And then how would uh, you search on it? Uh, Pretty much just XXX or okay. pretty much whatever nude girl or whatever would pop up. That I would just be like, all right, it's porn. As long as I can see a nude girl, this is pretty much just going to download it and see what I get. But for, I had like my own little hidden folder within a folder within a folder or on like the computer. And then I remember I did stop like masturbating for a while because my mom eventually found that folder. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> what did she do? Oh, it was, it was so bad because she had my uncle help her. Because she couldn't figure out how to use the computer. So she, and he tried to like steer away from the folder. Like he's like, okay, I've gone through a couple folders. I bet this is it. Let me try to like help him out. And it didn't work. So she woke me up. It was like two in the morning. And she's just like, I found your folder. And she like really shamed me about it. And just all the like, kind of like, this is what you like. And this is what you're into. Cause, uh, she picked like the most random video out of all the normal videos that I had on there. It was a girl putting a banana in her vagina. And I was just like, that one, come on. Like, but also that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's hilarious. And I was just like, I didn't know what anything was called at that point And just knew that I was just like, it's interesting to me because yeah. she's masturbating. And it's just like inventive. Yeah. How old were you? I I'm still all when I was about thirteen. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty much just from there, me kind of experimenting with the first girlfriend I had, and that was her kind of pushing things like and uh, moving things along. I was real gentlemanly and huh. like you know didn't want to push myself on her or anything like that. But she was just kind of like talking to me one day after school and she's just started moaning. And I was just like, are you? And she was like, uh-huh. Uh, I was just like, so should I? Yeah, you should definitely pull your dick out and start choking it while we're on the phone. And I remember I was just like, I shouldn't do this because my mom's in the kitchen cooking dinner. Yeah. But I had like, no, no qualms about it after I was hard. And I was just like, like, yeah, I'm going to go in the bathroom and we'll, we'll be on the phone. And that's pretty much how I like started like getting into phone sex because we would like always like text and I would text out like long descriptive messages of what I wanted to do to her. Oh and gosh. like I was a complete little perv and she definitely brought it out of me. And we would like, she was like a teacher's pet kind of so we would stay after school and teachers would just leave us alone mm-hmm. and assume the best and I, I would just be like no you you do understand what she is like no and we would just she would just like scoop me up and 
take me into the back room and I'm just like, well, I have no control over this situation, but I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> oh my God. Can you please give us details? Also, how old were you during this relationship? 13. We were in like eighth grade. You had phones that like, I couldn't even, what? And, and I just pretty much went off like kind of what I, the better parts of what I saw in porn and kind of different things that I read. Cause at a point I kind of gotten bored with porn after I like actually found like porn sites or like erotica. And I was just like, I like using my imagination better. And plus when people write, they have like, they have better stories. <laughs> so I, I got more into erotica than just like actually watching porn. And, and so it kind of helped me with that. And also I had just a big imagination. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So before your mom catching you with porn, I just want to fill in this gap. Did you get a sex talk aside from your uncle telling you about soldiers at home? After she caught me, I did. And it was real. My mom is a nurse, so it was real medical. Uh-huh. Same. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but you're not telling me. Like, you're. this is really uncomfortable, one, because you're my mom. But two, man. I don't know why that is like with young boys it's just uncomfortable like have your mom like in your business about your body and your like, sexuality i think it's mostly because you don't want to see your mom as a sexual creature or uh -huh. a, like, a human being but yeah it was just the weirdest thing for me i didn't i was just like i'll, I'll figure it out like because you're not one i want your help and two you're not really helping me and you're just pretty much saying don't get anyone pregnant yeah <laughs> Just yeah. like I can manage that, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm like I think I'm smart enough to manage that. Okay, so back to this relationship that you had with this girlfriend who was pouncing on you when teachers left the room. How far did you guys go together? We went up to about everything but third base. Okay, and that's because I was religious at the time. I was like, you know, no sex until marriage, or you know, so at least I'm like really sure i'm gonna marry somebody or something like that yeah. and so i was just like fine for her so there are three separate stories with that where um one time we were in my teacher's biology room and she took me into the back room that we had where there was like an extra sink and we just pretty much dry humped and that was like probably like the first time i like came with another person like and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is fun. Was uh, it inside uh, your pants? Just for details. Yeah. yeah cool. Uh, yeah. Was, like we were still fully clothed okay. and yeah, I was just like, well, I have to walk around with this all yeah. day. It's not comfortable. <laughs> um, not comfortable, but does that stuff turn you on at all? Cause like my kinky submissive self, like as an adult, I wouldn't have felt this as a child, but as an, in your adult brain now, if you have like, sex grossness on you are you into that or would you prefer a shower yeah i would actually have to say i'm kind of into it now like yeah. i'm not sure about like other guys like come yeah like i'm i'm on a fence with that but definitely like girls squirting and like female juices and i i'm all about so okay. i'm just like yeah i can take a shower in that <laughs> Totally. Okay, just curious. Okay, so dry humping and... First time I got a blowjob was from her and graduated eighth grade. Graduated. And 
we went to her house for like cake and ice cream and stuff. And I was really surprised my mom doesn't let me go to anyone's house. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, fine. Like she's talking to her mom. You know, my mom's talking to her. Her sister and her best friend were there. And then we were all playing down in the basement. And then she like took me back up to the stairs. And then she like shut the door and held it with her hand and like took my pants off and started giving me head while she held the door so her little sister and best friend couldn't get out of the basement and and i could lean my head back and look into the kitchen where my mom and her mom were sitting oh my god and i was just like please just this is insane you know you're crazy right like she's a sex freak i like her (laughs) all right yeah yeah i think She's that well. One thing I skipped over. I think she's most of the reason why I'm like into insertion because uh-huh. she used to tell me about how she would like masturbate highlighters while we would talk. Whoa! And I would start to get more and more interested. Like, what else can you like put in there that feels like the dick that, or is dick shaped that would feel good? Yeah. And, but end of the blowjob story. I ended up coming in her mouth and she swallowed. And I was because I and I was like I tried to warn her and I was because I was like heard that that was kind of a thing that like dudes come and don't warn the other person and they don't like that so I was just like no I'm, I'm about to like stop and she's just like no and, and swallowed <laughs> and I was just like oh, oh wow this is this is a crazy experience this is I was like I, wow <laughs> how did you feel about it can you remember I remember feeling really good. I remember feeling really nervous, but like also just like tingles like all over my body in the sense of just not knowing then, but that being turned on yeah. and just like really excited and like the, you might get caught, but I'm having a great time. Like you get caught having a great time. Who doesn't want to get caught having a great time? Totally. <laughs> she also knew how to squirt and it's like we were like, you know, 13, 14 wow. at the time. So. I remember a time that we like, because we used to go in the elevator. Our school had like a little service elevator and we would kind of get permission to go on it if we like needed to do something or after school, no one was like paying attention. So we definitely got on it. And I remember one time she was like giving me head, but then afterwards I stopped and I was like, I want to do you. I want to give you head. And I started eating her out and she started squirting and at first i didn't like know what it was yeah and i like i i was like this isn't pee i was like because this doesn't taste like pee but this is like like if she like really came this is this is super hot because for me it was like you know women say they come or you know like a big thing when I was growing up is like, you don't know when a girl comes because she can just tell you she did and she faked it. Yeah. But there's not really a, any like denying it when you squirted. So I don't know. Uh, I've squirted without coming. I found that out when I got older, but as a kid, not knowing that I was just like, if she squirts, that means she like came. So, oh yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Cause you're drawing the parallels, but there was like, she like, squirted a lot to the point where like the bottom of the elevator was like a puddle oh my gosh wow yeah it's just like i was like i think i did a good job (laughs) also 
what are we going to do about this? Like, puddle. I was just like, yeah, we're just going to bail. Yeah, that's Get on the buses, act like nothing happened, and just ride away. Ride away. 100%. (laughs) Did you know what you were doing? It sounds like you knew what you were doing. Was it from watching porn, from reading? Yeah, pretty much from reading and watching porn. And yeah, uh, probably the only time I caught someone else having sex was one of my friends around the neighborhood. His older brother was having sex and like they had locked me out of the room. So I didn't know at first and I didn't even put two and two together. I was just like, oh, he must be busy doing something. And the door is locked and he needs his privacy. Mm-hmm. And then his little sister was like, oh, he's in there with the girl. And I was like, oh. And as I left, his younger brother came in and was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm leaving. He's obviously doing something. And he's like, no, no, just come with me and grab me and push me and down the stairs and like, hey, just kicked in the door. And oh, my I gosh. Topless girl on top of my friend. And I'm just like, well, I'm sorry. This is- <laughs> Because I was like, I, I wasn't supposed to be here for this. No one, no one in this room except you two was supposed to be here for this. Were they mad? Were they, what'd they do? Uh, she flew off of him and like went hiding under the bed. And he was, he was pretty pissed, but he, he understood that I was just an innocent bystander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got pushed. Wow, those are some great early experiences. So what, what did your dating life look like as you continued? I mean, that. Also, you just started off so, gosh, I can't even finish a sentence. I'm so wowed. (laughs) How did your sexual self unfold with all of those really intense early experiences? I was a real sexual kid. Like, I'd always been, like, into girls, even, like, even when I was younger, because I think I had my first kiss when I was, like, four years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was just, you know, I like being around women. I like women. And so I would like talk to girls and kind of, I didn't really understand that, oh, if you like want to be sexual with somebody that you need to be in a relationship with them. But it was more of like, I was happy. Well, I was like happy with the person I was with, but didn't also understand abuse at the time and that that person was really abusive and that my friends were like telling me to get away from them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like where it would just be like, we were in the hallway. And she would hit me to the point where it's like you could hear the echo down the hallway. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I was just like, I'm a guy. I'm supposed to take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so after getting out of a relationship with her, I dated another girl. And she was actually bipolar. And I tried to be real understanding and think that, you know, I could handle it. But you're still like 13, 14, like. You're not equipped to handle that. And so I was, you know, kind of deluding myself into believing that and didn't really work out. We just kind of eventually decided to part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had a girl that I knew for a long time, and my mom was friends with her aunt. And one day we uh, went to church. But, uh, it was like a kind of a bit of weird, like being in a different church and everything. And she also had to go to work later. So now we were leaving early. And so everyone was still in like the um, congregation and we had already stepped outside of the church. And I 
kind of told her, I was like, you know, the Lord wasn't the only thing that was rising uh, in church. Like, you look pretty nice. And, it's, and she just gave me, a, like, a casual, like, laugh. And she was, like, a year or two older than me. Like, hey, it was just like, come on, just come with me. And so I was a little apprehensive about it at first because I was just like, not in church. Um, <laughs> but we went back into like the nursery where no one was at. Oh my gosh. Uh, she had her son with her and she did, he was already asleep. So she like put him over to the side and we started making out and like I was giving her head. And that unfortunately is where she like, I was just kind of like, you know, that that's it. Like, I don't, you know, I still am religious. I don't want to have sex. And she just kept pushing the issue and pushing the issue and oh. like forced me down and got on top of me. And I was just like, this isn't like what I wanted. And like her son was like directly like right next to me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm really uncomfortable. This can get off me. And she wouldn't. And then I ended up like coming inside of her. And that was like how I lost my virginity. Oh my gosh. How, how did you process that? Uh, it was weird. Honestly, I honestly didn't even come to the realization of that being non-consensual and being anything even like rape yeah. until I was like 20. Yeah. Uh, and that was like when I was 14. But I remember afterwards I went to my church and was just kind of like really distraught because I was like religiously like I'm going to hell. Yeah. I know I'm like there's no other option. Like I had yeah. sex in church. Yeah. Um and like feeling like there this was like just not right. Like I didn't want to like do any of this. And I didn't like want to come in you and like afterwards I'm like, okay, hey, can you get my come out of you? And you're like, no, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And yeah. I uh, told a deacon and because I was just like, I don't know what to do. So I kind of told him about it yeah. and told him the situation. And um, I remember his first response was, oh, she tore that ass up, didn't she? She, uh, you loved it. And oh. I literally felt something like snap in my brain at that point. Can you say and more? I like just didn't know what to do where I was just like, oh guess I was supposed to like it you know like I know rape is a thing but it can't happen to a guy mm. like you no know, I can even look in the dictionary and it says when a man forces himself on a woman there's no reverse so I was just like I guess I that's what I was supposed to like mm. that was supposed to, I was supposed to be into and it was literally kind of like a like Fifty Shades situation of like the main character where I didn't really want to ever do anything or talk to her again, but whenever she can't called, I came because mm. I didn't know like any better. I just was like, that's the person you know who I've had sex with. Anytime I talk to another girl, I get turned down. So you know, wow. uh, whatever she wants, I guess you know, I'll do. It would be times where it's like we would have sex and I just like did and like my body physically making the reactions that I didn't want to and like I stopped liking 
receiving blowjobs because it just felt uncomfortable the way that she would do it. It felt uncomfortable, like, having sex with her and her wanting me just immediately get hard again and, like, forcing, like, throwing porn in my face and, like, you know, just, like, get it hard and just, like, do it. Yeah. Uh, just, this, this just isn't right. <laughs> yeah. But didn't know how to, like, say no at the time. And it was just, like, weird where I was just, like, it didn't matter where it's, like, even one of my, like, cousin's, like, closest friends was, like, in the car when uh, she was, like, picking me up and driving me out of my house. And, like, it didn't matter, like, if I was, like, busy or at school. And, like, as long as it was lunch hour, I could get a moment. She, like, was, like, come outside. Man, I'm picking you up. Whoa. So how long did that last? And how did you extract yourself from that situation? Or how did it, what happened? What else happened? Well, it was really weird because it was like, I tried to like make it into a relationship mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, send her good morning texts and, you know, ask her how our day is. And she's just like, why you do that? Stop doing that. Like, stop, you're annoying me. Stop sending me good morning texts. She said that to you? Yeah. Wow. And it would just be like, I never like, I think I don't ever like really got into a relationship with anyone else because I kind of always felt like she had a like a hold over me mm-hmm. and I didn't want to put anyone else in that position where I don't feel like I can control myself or like it like I might cheat on you basically. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to that. And so it like lasted like off and on all throughout like high school and it was just a crappy situation because it would be like this person like trying to like steal stuff from me or like take stuff like without me knowing and then my mom forced me to go to prom with this person because they lied and were like you know he said he was gonna go with me and i already got a dress and and my mom just yelling at me and like shaming me like you said you were gonna go with this girl and i'm just like but you don't understand (laughs) yeah that sounds hard. How wh- how did you take care of yourself? How were you, like, what did you do? I remember I pretty much broke it off where it was, like, after prom, I was just kind of like, she, I know she wanted to, like, take me to a hotel and everything. I was just like, nah, I'm, like, not feeling well. Like, just take me home. And she was pissed. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> and even after that, I got to like a low point where like she got me to come back, but like her mom walked in on us and her mom has known me since I was like a baby. So I was just like, yeah, this, this right here done. Mm -hmm." Okay. So it took her mom walking in on you guys. And the thought process of like, your mom has been here this entire time. and You haven't been quiet. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I, like, I'm real in particular with, like, the women that I date, like, even, like, ones that had kids, especially because of her, because she had, like, in my opinion, like, no, like, yeah, just did barely enough to, like, not look like a bad parent, where it's just, like, okay, we're having sex, and I just walked out ass naked in the hallway, and your son just opened the door, and I'm just standing there. So... Like, it's just, like, that would happen. She just, like, brushed it off. And I'm just, like, 
this isn't okay. Like none of anything that's going on is okay. Yeah. But still not understanding like how to like really say no. Yeah. Well, how, I mean, how could you, you were so young and you don't have the tools. Like I'm still figuring that out as a 31 year old. Also that real, that toxic masculinity, just powering it up. Like you're a dude, right? You're yeah. supposed to, you're getting sex, right? You're supposed to be happy with that. And not really understanding like, want to be with someone because i think i really only like was talking to her originally before all this happened was because i didn't see myself being good enough for like the original girl that i like was head over heels for and i heard that she had had sex already and i was like well i can't talk to her now because she's had sex and i don't want to be bad at it and you know i don't want to just be a virgin so I was like, I'll find someone else and maybe like down the road and like we'll like meet back up. And yeah, it just went downhill from there. Wow. How, if at all, do you feel like that experience, that really formative early sexual experience? First two part question. How do you feel like it affected the rest of your life during that time? And then how do you feel like it affected your future sex life? Oh, it affected my like life in a real crappy way where I just was depressed all the time on top of, I think it like made me ill-equipped to handle like bullying and like standing up for myself just in general. Mm. Uh, It's like, I was a real active person and was like a real leader. If no one talked to me, like if you let me like make all the plans and like direct everybody cool. But as soon as there's a bit of opposition, I'll probably fold. So, uh, it's been a like a long time just getting over that, and then sexually, it pretty much started my kink side as far as like understanding dom and submissive, and like she would like pretty much do whatever she wanted as far as like kink of like probably trying to like I remember one time she even like tried to put a brush up my ass, and I'm just like a, a brush like a like which like end a, not pointy okay. But, uh, yeah, just the handle. Okay. Um, wow. But I just remember not feeling comfortable with it because I didn't understand, like, homosexuality at the time or, like, yeah. anything. And I was just, like, pretty much the only thing I know about this is if you put stuff in your butt, you're gay. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. But her one do it and then, like, shame me because, of course, there was poop on the brush because I was, like, I've never done anything anally. And it's, like, I did no prep before this. It's just something that she said you wanted to do at the drop of a hat. And then she shamed you for it. For the messy. Yep. I just want to give you a hug. It's really hard. Oh, Oh, I appreciate that so much. Oh, man. So can you, can you, or is there anything else you want to say about the experience? Just that, you know, talk about, like, like for everyone, just talk about consent. And like from both parties, because just because we're guys doesn't mean that, you know, we know what we're doing or know how to be the most confident. Just and it's a dangerous thing to just be like, be confident, because that turns into aggro of just bravado. And it can be a dangerous thing where you don't listen to your partner because you're just 
like I'm right because I'm a guy or I'm, you know, this is the person I have to be and you let toxic masculinity fuel you. Yeah. So from there, how did you craft a sex life if, okay, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. How, what's your current relationship with your sex life? Like, how would you describe it? Now I would say I'm in a much better place, a lot more in tune. And like, that's why I'm grateful for the partner that I have now because I've like explained all this to them and start talking to them about like all my experiences and kind of what I've been through and actually talking to them about like, Hey, I'm uncomfortable when you do this. Like mm-hmm. this is, makes me feel this way. All right. This kind of is a little triggering and they're perfectly fine with just being like, I'm not going to baby you, but I will respect your boundaries. And so amazing. Like, she fun. understands difference between me being like stop uh, like you know you're hitting my ass you're hitting my ass in like the middle of the store people are watching or you keep doing it repeatedly while i'm naked right after we had sex and she like understands like that i'm like stop and kind of getting a little frustrated and but that means like i can still keep going i can still keep messing with them yeah. versus like doing something and i have that like straight face stop yeah and she like is great with understanding that and not getting too close to those boundaries and always asking me outside of sex, just, Hey, when we were doing such and such, were you uncomfortable because I felt this way or, you know, you felt that way. And I just be like, I may have felt that way or, you know, I may have been a little uncomfortable here or there, but you know, now that we're talking about it, it makes me feel more confident that you are like, even paying attention to me and understanding my body because like from that experience, I really didn't take any consideration to my own pleasure. Mm. It was pretty much a goal to just like, how many times can I make a girl come? Yeah. Like, how can I just make sure that she doesn't tell her friends like I was a bad fuck or that, you know, my dick. I was like, even self-conscious about my dick because that person was like, yeah, your dick is kind of long, but it's not like thick. And I was just like, well, I have a big dick? Do I not have a big dick? I'm black. I'm supposed to have a big dick. This is kind of like making me freak out a little bit. Yeah. And then it, it's funny because it's like any other girl that I've dated or like that people that I've like talked to and like had sexual encounters with, I'll have trouble like fitting into them. Or they tell me like, yeah, you have a huge dick. Like, and I'm just like, I, I don't believe you. Because um, it's like that, like, got so heavily ingrained where it's just like, do I? But yeah, yeah, I do. But mm. so, yeah, it affected me in a ton of ways. But I think I started, like, actually dating again probably around, like, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I had a girlfriend where we would, like, hang out and, like, I was always like really into exhibitionist like stuff because I couldn't do anything at home. And it was just like if we were out at the movie theaters or out at the mall, I was like definitely trying to get in her pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like one time and I was like so into like people watching us too, because I remember one time I was like pressing the inside of her thigh because I knew that was like a spot for her. And like she was wearing leggings and by the time like we got done talking to our friends and like it was like she's like i have to excuse myself and go to the bathroom 
I have like a straight like line of moisture like down my leg. Uh, it's just like I'm gonna go check and make sure she needs help or not. <laughs> but we never like had sex. We were just like because uh, I wasn't like the biggest thing on my mind. Like I like seeing yeah. girls out and I like maybe fingering or like didn't even really like blowjobs anymore at that point. But mm-hmm. I was just if I can like get you to come or like eat you out, I'm happy. But yeah, I, she ended up cheating on me, unfortunately. Oh my god, what the fuck? The universe is dropping crazy experiences on you. That's a lot. Yeah, but I, I'm just like, my life is a sitcom. You're doing <laughs> Will you share with us? I mean, what do you, do you want to talk about it? Feelings? Yeah, How did it um, affect you? Where'd you go from there? How did you ever um, prioritize your own pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> It's, I definitely want to stress that not to follow my path because I let it turn me into a little bit of a bad person mm-hmm. and just being hurt and, you know, having, not even having that person have the respect to like tell me or like let me know. I just didn't speak to this person for a week and it was just like, okay, you're not responding to any of my calls or texts. It's, this is, this is really weird. And then to get a phone call from her older sister and be like, yeah, so my dad walked in on her having sex with a 34-year-old dude. And oh. she was 17 at the time and I was 16. And, yeah, the situation oh. got much crazier from there. Uh, it's just, And she's like, you're such a nice guy and you're so amazing. But, yeah, you don't deserve this. And I remember feeling like just resentful because I wanted to break up with her at a point and I was just like no because your grandmother just died oh, and it yeah. was so crappy if I told you that I wanted to break up with you and your grandmother just died so I'll stick it out and that's where I kind of learned my secret move of like I don't know how to exit relationships myself so I'll just become a piece of crap and then all of a sudden it's like well, he doesn't do anything for me like he used to, or he, you know, doesn't make me feel the way he used to, or he just kind of, like, annoys me. And it's like, I don't think I want to be in this. And I'm just like, oh, man, so terrible. Right? I'm just like, it took took longer than I expected, but I'm just like, yeah, that's not the right way to go about things either. Yeah. Even, like, girls that I, like, messed around with and did stuff with, because that's why I also really started to discover my dom side. From that, where I was just like strictly like no relationships, I would mess around with girls at school. I remember one time I had a girl that was kind of like myself. I had her put a pin inside her vagina and take a very specific route that I had mapped out to the school. Uh-huh. And the, like the goal was just to see like how wet she was by like the time she got to the bathroom at like the end of the trail and it was like one of those old like paper made gel pins uh-huh. and it was like thick creamy like white like all in the inside by the time she got oh there. my god just to clarify you're still in high school at this point yeah that is that... incredibly creative and f- sounds very fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was like just control i yeah. think and like kind of power yeah i felt at the time it, 
was helping me grab a grasp on something that I didn't know I was like falling from. And there's just always like experience. Like I even like would hook up with my like first girlfriend because we still were going to school together. And I remember just having a sense of pride, even though like I knew everybody knew what it was because I would let her, like, we would go in the bathroom and I would eat her out all the time and she would like cover like my top half and squirt pretty much. And I would just be like, cool. Like, I'll just feel like I spilled water on myself or something if a teacher asked. But I definitely smell like cum right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, I'm just reflecting. I'm like laughing because I had such a different high school experience. I was so horny and had no sex. <laughs> I was terribly horny. And I let pretty much everyone know it. where it was bad. Where like people, I have slight reputation, <laughs> but I remember I even texted a friend like that wasn't even like a play partner or anything. But I was just like, "This is such a ridiculous day." Like I'm so grateful that I have like this extra testosterone or whatever because I forgot my belt and I'm just holding my boner up, I'm holding up with my boner. And she's like, "What?" And Liz looked back at me in the classroom and I just shook her head just with disgust and I was just like. What do you expect of me? Like, you know me. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that label affected your behavior or like other people's perceptions of your sexual self kind of like encouraged a certain type of behavior? Like, if I understood you correctly, like other people perceived you as a sexual being, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that made you like lean into that part of yourself more? I think so. Because I also wanted to just kind of like help people okay where it was just like i always wanted like everyone like if someone came to me and had a sex question i was super happy about it because i was just like i want everyone to have awesome experiences yes. and i want to stop complaining about each other a man after I, my own heart that was the big thing with me was like media of just like one how fake porn is yeah. two of just how in like normal shows especially around like the you know, early 2000s and 90s, like women only complain about men, how boneheaded they are and how they're not in touch with their bodies. And I'm just like, it was real weird for me because I, I was just like, I don't want to be that person. I, and that's pretty much what like encompassed my whole sexuality of like, I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And, and that's why I was like, I don't care about my own pleasure. I don't really care about, you know, getting off myself. I just want to make sure that you think that I'm good and that I that you came. Yeah. And it was also really weird that girls didn't, for me, because I always like assumed that girls were more experienced, not in fact, like maybe had more partners, but just like they were older and more mature. So mm. mentally they probably done more. And yeah, girls just never knew their bodies when I would like be with them. And I just like, does this feel good? Do you like when I do this? Like, how about this? And it's just like, well, I don't know. And I don't know. And yeah, maybe. And I'm just like, come on, you got to give me something yeah. like more. Like, like, I don't know. Because yeah. I'm actually trying to like understand you. And it was also a lot of pressure because just being that type of person it seemed like after it seemed like this person would originally kind of like abuse me at like trained me and that i was trying to like i guess not pass that training on but 
I was still just like, it was part of who I was at that point. And, and I was like, I can't not be dominant and not be aggressive. But at the same time, I'm very intuitive and like, I don't want to put someone and make someone feel the way I felt. And that automatically, it seemed like made girls want to date me. Like after, and it never was like a, oh, you just want to date me off my personality. Like we talked, we hung out, we liked each other. It's like, no, I pretty much like convinced you to like have sex with me or like to like let me like eat you out or do something. And after that point, then it's like, hmm, you do have really good qualities in person. Let me lock you down as a boyfriend. And it's like, no, 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 because I don't like you. You may have liked what I did, but you don't actually like me as a person. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How does that make you feel? How does like feeling into that? Like, how does that affect you? Also, thank God that you were aware of that. Yeah, it made me real in this like in between place with women where I was just like, I understand kind of how you feel. But at the same time, a lot of women that, you know, are just being just as much as boneheaded dudes that are just like, oh, she doesn't like me. She must be a lesbian. And like, just as much as those boneheaded dudes are hurting, you know, women and hurting men's reputations, women that are judgmental and like, oh, I, you know, I just demand that a man be this way or that way. And let me check off these boxes. And then once I check off enough boxes, I'm going to lock it down. Like, that is scary too, because it's like, I don't have the freedom to just get to know you. And now you've, tied up a part of my personality in a requirement of like, oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z before you can express yourself fully. Yeah. And it's basically what I'm hearing and where if a girl is like, and it's like, I don't want a girl to ever feel like, oh, you have to have sex with me before I'll even consider dating you. But it's kind of like, I at least want to know if we're compatible. Totally. And it's going to suck if I did all this befriending you and learning about you, and then we're not compatible uh, sexually, and then I'm just unhappy. Yeah. Lovers, we're going to take a quick pause to talk about self-care again. So, in your current self-care routine, are you paying enough attention to your butthole? Do you even have a self-care ritual for your butthole? If all you're doing is shoving a finger or a plug in there once in a while or sandpapering it with industrial toilet paper like I was because that's all I could get back at the beginning of April and now I have so much of it, ask yourself, is that good enough for you? And it's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us sandpaper our butts with wiping instead of a gentle wash. For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars, Luckily, you don't need to be wealthy to afford the luxury of a 24-7 clean ass. For just $79, you too can live like a queen or a king or, or just royalty in general with the Hello Tushy bidet attachment. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to that hands-free poop experience. And I hate toilet paper also that's too soft. I have too rough. I have too soft. Hello Tushy's kind of like the Goldilocks, but better. It's like if Goldilocks were a slip and slide. 
So you get to ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing. You know, butt chafing, it's the worst. Even <laughs> When you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty so you can join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butthole with every flush. But just to clarify, you control the stream. It's not like you flush and then it squirts up. I think they should reword that, honestly. It's really fun. <laughs> and it's so fun to play around with the angle and to like, I don't know, it's sort of like reminds me of those arcade games where you like squirt and you try to squirt in the center so the face thing falls over and you get a prize except it's your butthole and you're just washing yourself yeah it's made my quarantine truly wonderful <laughs> and so now all i need is someone to come through on okcupid to be really into butt stuff for me to feel like i really am getting the most out of it go to hellotushy.com fantasy to get 10 percent off this is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash fantasy for 10% off. Hellotushy.com slash fantasy. I think that's too a matter of personal priorities because I did have a friend say to me, well-intentioned, well-meaning, last fall when I was first trying to date post-former master. And they were like, you know, I think you're just like leading with sex too much. You know, like, I think you really need to, like, if you want a relationship, it was a woman <laughs> using a voice kind of like this. If you want a relationship, it's like, you know, you need to focus and just, like, prioritize someone you like. And I looked at them and I was like, I like sex way more than you do. Like, that doesn't work for me. I don't want to be in a relationship where sex is the afterthought. And I don't want to have, if I want to find out, I want to have sex with and if they don't respect me because we've had sex, I'll weed them the fuck out. Like, that's a great way to discover it. And, and that's never happened to me. You know, what, what happens more often is people are like, I like you, you're so sparkly. And then they, they try to, I'm like, okay, but here's my actual personality. And they're like, oh, that's weird. You know, like, so I, I just feel like I can relate to so much of what you're uh -huh. saying. And I think you're so... Like, even like socially, I remember I dated girls that weren't like, the prettiest or you know they may be heavy set or whatever but i was like i actually like this yes person. Um, and it's just like i'm not going to get i it sucks but it's like i might fawn over and kind of be like attracted to the girl that wears tight clothes and lets your cleavage hang out uh, and you can see your thong but it's just like i know i'm not going to get along with you i know i'm not going to be able to talk like a nerd around you but you will accept all the other parts of me that are like, you know, scholastic and the sports jockey in me, but I don't want to be just a bonehead. Yeah. Can you tell us about your own pleasure and when you started? It sounds like you have explored it more and perhaps prioritized it more. Does that feel accurate or can you tell us in, in your words so I'm not putting words in your mouth? Because I really want to know how you discovering these kinks and getting into them more. And I want to hear about your giantess fetish. Oh, I was just about to die. <laughs> like, I want to know all of these things about you. Um, definitely the giant test fetish started from the time of me and me being like real young, like probably four or five, oh. like watching the magic school bus. And like, yes, but yeah, when they would like shrink and there would be like another person in the room. I just would get the strangest feeling down below. And I was just like, 
I don't understand what this tingling feeling is, but it happens literally every time there's a giant woman on the screen. Whoa. And then I found like an actual like porn star that was like, you know, independent and like making their own like giantess porn. And I just like got obsessed with it and just want and like reading erotica because it's just like it's nothing that can actually happen in real life. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something about, I guess, being in a helpless, I guess, position to a woman who is like normally perceived as helpless, but she's in this ultimate sense of like power, like the goddess. Yeah. So it's just, I guess, appreciating a woman that way just like is what really gets me going about it. But like, I'm all into like insertion of like, yeah, so you, it's like your your body's literally for her pleasure, like her to put a guy inside of her and be like, you know, pleasure me, like wiggle around, do this and that to like achieve my orgasm. And that's, that's so cool. Is it, how do you engage with it primarily? Like through written stuff or through visual, like are there visual things out there that are? There is more and more visual like growing all the time like they'll have different things from i think like cartoons uh, like comics that i've seen and like even pornhub like has been like expanding on that a lot uh, just like i think people who like make like 3d characters and stuff like i've just gotten more into that but growing up it was primarily just erotica and I just find stories and find the right type of stories that like did it for me. Because yeah, I was never like into crushing or like power. And I was just like, man, it feels like, like I'm a bit of an outcast to this community that I found because I'm not into like two of the bigger things of what this community is into. But I'm just like, sexually, man, if I could find a woman that was like taller than me, hey, I would, I would be a babbling mess but <laughs> i would love it have you ever been with a woman that's taller than you how tall are you six four uh, i'm like real close to that six five but six four so you would need like a real legit gigantic woman yeah whoa okay wow so is it even possible for you to bring it into your actual sex life like in fantasy or how or how do you think about it also, I've tell actually, me if these are dumb questions because I just don't, no. because I don't always understand fetishes. Like, I've personally been thinking about it because, like, my submissive, I even told about it. I'm like, I don't tell anyone about this. And then she's like, well, you're going to tell me. Yeah, just like, well, I'm into giant women. It's called macrophilia, uh, this, that, and the other. And she's like, she's like, I'm not laughing because like, I don't think it's goofy. But the way my mind works it is making it goofy but i'm trying to understand it and I'm just like it's fine because there's nothing that can i might put in through my head that this can't happen in real life but in the sense of like you know maybe writing an erotic story with both of us as characters yeah and having getting to imagine that and like read that before we do it that'd be fun man but yeah, we're both very creative people, so I'm sure we're eventually going to find something. 
That's so cool. Would you get aroused? Or tell me if this is a dumb question, but it's just to play fantasy for a minute because I think it's so fun. Would you get aroused by, say, <laughs> like if there was a hypothetical, if there were hypothetically a sexual theme park and like one of the, I don't know, attractions was like a giant woman you could like walk inside and I don't know, it's somehow connected. Let's see, how would this work in this? Would that do anything for you? I don't know. If it was like connected to the feelings of your partner somehow, like if you were like inside this, okay, I don't know, maybe I'm just being silly. No, no. But, I'm actually thinking of this now, just like, yeah, if there's like some connection where you could like feel or see like the, the real reaction of your partner as you were like inside. Yeah, yeah, like I'm imagining a very high tech robotic situation, I guess. Like, I, I don't know, in this theme park that I have been in quarantine too long so i'm just like thinking about sexual fantasies and like how could we have the best sex clubs and how could i make a sexual theme park but like if it you know if you're like inside wiggling around and then it like interacts with something in real life and you get like video of her reactions or something i don't know or maybe it's better to keep it not in real i don't know that'd be hot because i feel like then then you can tap into the psychological component of it because do you feel like like i I experienced so many of my like kinky sides as it's like my connected to my body. I mean, that's what sex is, but like, you know, it's like tapping into that psychological thing is what allows me to feel the pleasure, to relax enough to like enjoy. I think it's like the just feeling like kind of minuscule and like being able to, I guess, have that sense of security. Yeah. And like a, a female, but because I'm more into like the gentle giants' stuff and like just. The whole sexual aspect of it, because I know a lot of it is like kind of really dominance over men and like kind of comparing them to bugs and whatnot. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really into that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, as far as just pleasuring a woman and like submitting, totally into that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Do you feel like, it, well, I guess if it started when you were little, you didn't know how tall you were going to be. Do you feel like, though, there's some part of you that wishes you could get thrown around in real life a little more like as a six foot four person nobody really throws you around right yeah and i'm like that's what's super fun about my submissive and her being a switch is because she kind of does there'll be like times where i'll be like i'm going to do this and she'll like grab me by the hips and like push me back and i'm just like but apparently i'm not and we're gonna stand here and make out for a little bit that's hot will you talk more about your dynamic yeah, that's why I was like, it's really whoever jump, wants to jump the other's bones and who feels like annoying who. Because, <laughs> well, she'll tickle me all the freaking time and I hate it. I hate it so much, but eh, I'm just like, you know, that's something that's going to get me to either get on top of you uh, and be enforceable with you. Yeah. And then, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get actually mad. My most, the most retaliation I have is kissing you. Yeah. I like submissive side will be out and i'll just be like poking her and annoying her while she's doing something and she's like what like just or i need to hand her something and i won't and i'm just like the toll is pretty much just a kiss once you get that through your head you can pretty much get anything from me Wait, but <laughs> am i understanding this correctly you're like two switchy brats you're like two that that then like take turns with control but it's like through poking or like metaphorical yeah. poking yeah pretty what? much because it's it's so weird to have this balance and we both talked about that where it's like we've never like had anyone like each other mm-hmm. and <laughs> she 
likes to sometimes make jokes at my expense, but I definitely make age jokes at hers. Because <laughs> um, I just be like, you're just robbing the cradle. That's yes. shame. <laughs> and she says all the time where it's just like, you have a lot more going for you than a lot of dudes like my age. And I'm just like, yeah, because I'm not dumb. <laughs> I, it, like, I actually listen to people. I actually like, you know, love to get people's stories and experiences. And that's why I like love sex so much because it, it sucks because I'm just like you where I'm just like, yeah, we can talk about like whatever TV show or, you know, make small talk. I would rather talk about your sex life. Yeah. Like not in the sense of like, I want to be a part of it, but I'd rather just like share sex stories. I would rather hear what you really care about. Like I want to hear. And on that note, like, t- can you tell me the specifics of like what you're really into sex wise? Yeah, like mainly squirting, love squirting. If I like a big fantasy for me is if I could have like a squirting, like Bukaki, like just a line of women, just and me just be in the center of it, or just at the end of that line and just let women come and squirt on me, like that be like a dream. <laughs> That's so cool. Also, I'm hearing you say this and realizing I don't know if I've ever tried to squirt myself. I feel like I probably could. I would just have to practice. So maybe that could come at the end of like a cool workshop tutorial. <laughs> I used to like teach like every girl that I dated. I used to teach them how to squirt. Can you tell us? Can you tell us with words? Teach us with words. <laughs> you hear what happens when I get excited? It's really about feeling. Uh, like one I've seen it's like like your biggest roadblock is emotions like I see where if I can't make that person feel comfortable with me like I don't feel self-conscious about my body I'm just focused on an orgasm right now and to like also do with like on the physical aspect of like feeling a girl's g-spot and I've gotten as I've like you know gotten better with my body and like more comfortable also weed helps like I can feel a lot more and I can feel like feel a girl's G spot with like yeah. the head of my dick and then I'm just like okay this is like the spot to rub against and if I get her to the point where she's like pushing me out I know that if I like just really go in on her clit then she's definitely gonna squirt because wow. yeah, like I'm like you know you squirt well you squirt from like I believe like clenching the muscles and like pushing but it's more of that orgasm and like the starting to like build and like really get there of like how sensitive your clit is to it's always been just like a big thing for me to like understand how the female body works and like understanding like not what's myth and like how do you find the clit and how do you you know massage it properly and not just be looking at it or just going at it with your fingers and your nails are scratchy against it. I'm like, I know that can't feel good. No. That's I try to be very careful with it. Not just like, I don't even like using fingers anymore. Like, no hands. Please, like, I'll just use my face. Okay. Can you tell us more about like what some of your first moves are with that face? Definitely like real slow tongue motions, like on like thighs and my submissive loves biting so i just like go in biting your thighs and i'll leave bruises uh and then kiss and kind of put my whole mouth over her outer lips that's so hot it is that's (laughs) that's my i think that's the hottest thing about going down on like you know rather than like going with a pokey tongue right away like 
working your way up and then doing the full lip thing. I just think that's so hot. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, appreciate that. I was just like, yeah, that comes from you. It's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> My stuff loves when I get her out. I'm like, and I love doing it. I will be there for an hour or more. It just really depends on how long you let me. I don't think I could handle it that long. I do still have a thing about around receiving. Like part of the reason I've been thinking about this a lot lately is like my submissive, submissive things are good for me because it lowers my anxiety level because that I have full trust that the person who's doing stuff to me wants to do whatever they're doing that I realized recently um, because I'm talking to a new lover. And I was explaining to him how most of the time I struggle to believe at all that my partner is really into what they're doing. And I just finally realized that that's the source of most of my sexual anxiety is because I have such responsive desire. Like I'm so sexual, but it like depends on the person, you know? Yeah. I found someone who I'm like, I can just be myself in there. And like, it became more of just like looking at boobs or the physical for me where the visual, uh, because after a point of like, understanding that i was good at sex and that yeah i can eat girls out and other dudes don't do that like even when girls are like i don't like being eaten out and i or i don't like and i'm just like just just one one second and then it's like oh okay that's what that's supposed to feel like i'm like yeah mm-hmm. and someone actually knows what they're doing and wants to do it it feels good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, are you and your submissive also in a romantic relationship? We are not. Okay. We uh, have talked about that and we both are at a point where um, we like don't want to be in an actual like boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, but she's my submissive and I call her my lady mm-hmm. and I'm her sir. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like help her out with her kid. I help her out around the house and she helps me, but and we're also like talking about like that point of when we might decide to move forward and like we just like exchange like i love yous but yeah it's just a matter of taking it slow and communicating and like because i just went through a complete opposite situation where i was dating someone for like three years and it was a situation of like everyone kind of looking at like why aren't you committing why aren't you like, why aren't you becoming her boyfriend if, you know, you guys mm-hmm. have been doing this off and on for three years. We met online. Mm-hmm. We started talking, and it was kind of like off and on. I was also talking to other people at the time, mm-hmm. and then it was like about a year had gone by, and she was like, you know, it's been a year. Like, what are we? And I was like, I think this person cares about me. Yeah. Like, they took me out on a date, and that's the first time a girl's ever taken me out on a date. But it just i couldn't give up this red flag that just seemed like she really wanted me to be her boyfriend because she never had a boyfriend and we were 24 and 23 years old but i'm just like i'm not i wanted to always like let her know i'm not just stringing you along yeah i'm not all the other guys that you talk to that just having sex with you and don't have any plans dating you i just don't want to do what I just did like in my previous relationship the person I dated before her I pretty much jumped in with that because that person gave me an ultimatum of I don't want to do a long distance relationship either you come here or we're done and I was like I guess I'll just pack up and move and I'll live with you until I can get a job and it's like I never felt masculine or like felt like a man because it was just like 
I don't need to be paying all the bills, but I at least would like to be paying my half. Yes. And, I, and then when I told that person I like wanted to like move out, I didn't want to break up. I just wanted to move out and have my own space. They didn't handle it well. And I was just like, I'm going to have to, you know, finish having this discussion in a way of like, we're not going to be together. But then I met this new person and then we started talking. You know, a year went by, then I lost my job. After I was like trying to scratch around and get a different job and like was working like over like 60 hours a week, I wasn't the same person sexually. Yeah. Like I was tired all the time. And that person didn't tell me that I wasn't satisfying them. They just told me, hey, I think I want to see other people because it doesn't seem like you're going to make me your boyfriend, I mean, your girlfriend. And I was like, I know who it is because you've been telling me about this person and how they've been priming you. I'm a dom. I know what priming someone looks like. Oh, yeah. Because he was telling her, oh, I'm in a polyamorous marriage. Like, I'm in this and that. Hey, you know, here are these funny gifts and memes. I just like, you, you do understand what he's doing, right? The final straw was he got her on bed life. And that's pretty clear. I, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know, we're adults. Yeah. Yep. Live together. I'm sleeping in the same bed. But your decisions are your decisions. Just give me that respect and tell me when you start sleeping with someone else. Because we're still sleeping in the same bed. You're still wearing my clothes. Like, let me know. Yeah. She did not let me know. And I ended up coming home from work one day and just pulling up FetLife, just looking around and there was a video of her having sex with him and videos on and pictures all over his profile of her covered in his cum. That was how you found out? Yep. Oh man, I'm so sorry. That sucks. That's horrible. Yeah. Cherry on top, she was wearing my shirt. Oh! Yeah. Well, I think you're so smart to take this relationship slowly and... I hope that you are prioritizing yourself in your own pleasure. I mean, that's because you clearly have so much to offer. Yeah, I'm starting to learn that back yeah. about. It's like I've always, and that's how that relationship <laughs> ended, where I forgave her for that because she didn't really like how he was treating her as a dom. Yeah. And I was just like, maybe this is just something stupid you did because you didn't understand how much I cared about you. Yeah. And like the gayest person, we went on a little further, but again, I was still tired, like trying to get a better job and like working and then got a better job, but had to accrue vacation hours. And I was like, I'm going to do something special and like plan to take her to Venice. This is going to be like my thank you for like holding on through three years. Yeah. New Year's of this year. She texts me, oh, I'm dating your best friend. Like, don't know if you've seen Facebook, but that's happening. Oof. How have you managed to hang on to your sense of arousal, your sexual, like... It was really hard. Yeah, how? How did you do it? How, how did you have to rekindle it? Or, like, how... That's a lot of, like, self-esteem stuff that makes... I know for me, it makes me feel turned off, 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 off. Oh, yeah. It was just a... A complete mind fuck because it's like, yeah, I get to the points of like, yeah, my body just is automatically horny, but it's just like outside of that, of like just being intimate and getting like turned on is become really difficult. 
and because I just don't know how to trust anyone or letting anyone in. And she definitely could tell when I'm like shutting down and shielding her and she's like, no, like what's going on? And we had to talk about it a lot and just talk about the situation. Yeah, and just issues of trust, it's made it impossible for me for like me to be attracted to somebody. And it was like I was going through a lot of stuff with that girl where I was yeah. like talking to her about pegging and like my sexuality and like how I might have this, you know, attraction to guys. But it's and for them being like, yeah, you're probably bi or hey, that you're you're bi. Hey, and I'm just like, no, I don't feel bi. Like, yeah, I have a huge thing for uh, transsexual women. Mm-hmm. And it's not even and that's like I get wary about that. Yeah, and saying it like that because it's not me just fetishizing. Right. Because I've talked to and wanted to date transsexual women, but it just never worked out and like us having things in common. Mm-hmm. And to discuss all those things with someone and like being yeah. like, you know, I think I want to suck dudes' dicks too because I just really like pleasuring people and I really just like giving head. Yeah. And I'm good at it. So, can you say more about all of this? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, Uh, like when did you first start to feel heteroflexible, or when when did you just first notice an attraction to a cock? Um, being very young again, Mm -hmm. like thirteen, fourteen, I was really like obsessed with knowing if a woman came or not. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like if she has a dick and she comes there's really no questions uh, and i got into I believe it's pronounced futanarinia porn i don't know okay it's where uh girls will wear like really huge strap-ons and they like cover them up and do like enough like costume work that it looks like it's attached and they'll have like a scene and at the end of it they just like shoot buckets of cum. Oh wow. And yeah, it was just like a lot of cum, a huge dick. What more could I ask for? Do you feel like that's related at all to the giantess fetish? Because it's like bigness and, and lots of cum. Yeah, because I've also like I got really excited one time a newer video popped up on Pornhub of like a giantess female and I was just like this 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 is I might explode because <laughs> it was like all different types of stuff where it was like inserting a dude in through the penis hole like into her balls or like just coming on a dude or like using a guy as a condom um, while she like fucks her girlfriend oh my gosh have you have you ever have you touched a dick yet of somebody else or like sucked one? Yes. Yeah. Quite not like a lot, not like a lot, but like a couple. Okay. There was a point that I was like on grinder and I like kind of would like hook up with guys, but it was just real uncomfortable because there I would get like a lot of unsolicited messages mm-hmm. where it's just like, wow. Wow, there's a lot of dick pics and a lot of ass pics. And I'm just like, is everyone a bottom here? Because like, I don't know what it is, but I don't like topping guys. I just, like, I can bottom and I'd like to bottom, but I just don't like topping. 
or having my dick sucked by guys. And oh, really? Like, yeah, because I even like the guy that I messed around with a couple times, like on a consistent basis. Like he into me wanted me to fuck him, but I was just like I'm not into it. Like my my body's not reacting. I'm sorry, mm. but yeah, he had a pretty thick and big dick, and <laughs> it was really like difficult to take it first yeah did you prepare for it or what did you guys do and was that your first dick in your ass no okay um my first dick in my ass was a transsexual woman okay um, um it was probably when i was like about 21 mm-hmm. it was a girl that I just happened to meet like when craigslist but like before craigslist you know got it's defunct yeah we just talked for a little bit and then met up like I make sure that I like done all the prep work beforehand because by that time I think it was about 19 or so I started like playing my own asshole when I would masturbate because it was just like at first it's just like the poking and then the feeling and then just like maybe if I just put like, like you know a little lube on my finger and slip it in and I was just like yeah this is this is pretty good and I was wary about it at first, like with like the experience that I had, but like when I was younger, but mm-hmm. there was just like getting over it of like, this feels really good when it's done right. right? And really good. So <laughs> I think I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the first girl that I like slept with that had a dick, it was like nice sized. It wasn't like ridiculously huge or anything. And she had a really nice body. And I was just like, really hot just like pleasuring it's like just seeing a woman that you're pleasuring like it's on a different like point of view yeah Uh, like being on bottom and riding someone yeah i was just like i get why girls like riding and i was like i i I get it because it's like you feel really like empower and like feel like really hot when you're just like so hot someone and then like as i like really got into the like over the weird feeling of like having something go in and because it's usually an exit hole yep it really started to feel good whereas like at first like my dick wouldn't start like get hard where it's just like it feels good but it's not like it's still that mental block of like i don't know if this is okay for me to be doing because that's the thing. I always had like a lot of shame behind sex and like after having sex because it was always like I did this out of sight of wedlock. Yeah. Um, um, wouldn't approve of this. Did I do it with a condom or not? Do I have to worry about STDs? Uh, it was just, oh man, I got caught up in the moment and now I'm having all these regrets. But with this, it was just like super hot and like she ended up coming like moderately fast enough to like make me feel a little confident about myself where i was just like i must be tight (laughs) and then with this larger gentleman how did did you butt plug in preparation for that or how did you or did you just take it (laughs) like how was it i tried to just take it because i was like giving head and i was just like because at first like i wasn't really into like the idea of bottoming for someone because i wasn't sure about how grinder relationships and whatnot went i had that fear with women 
of like people getting too attached. And I was like, I really don't need someone trying to out me when there's nothing to yeah. out. Oh, and on that note, though, because I don't think we've explained for our listeners yet. Can you just say why you identify as heteroflexible? Yeah, I just identify as heteroflexible because I don't feel like romantically attracted to men. But I do have like the sexual attraction in certain instances and within certain scenarios. I definitely think it's hot. Like if a guy is fucking a girl and another guy comes in and puts his dick in his mouth and a girl just gets to watch a dude suck a dick. I'm like, that's basically the same as a guy getting to like have a threesome and watch two girls like eat each other out while you're fucking one. Yeah. Okay, I love it. I was like, everybody you know, has their thing. So, no, like, why not let them get to enjoy it? And that was honestly what kind of made me want to suck a dude's dick. Was like, if this turns you on, I'll definitely do it. Like, if that's like, hey, I'm like, I'm comfortable enough with my masculinity that I can suck a dick, no problem. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I think it was just like seeing the reactions of dudes too when I would get fed and like kind of being like, well, I'm a little nervous about this because I don't know what I'm doing, but as long as I don't use teeth and I'm using my tongue probably about like the same way I treat a girl's clit, this should be, you know, I should do all right. And like dudes would tell me that I was like, you like, you give really good head. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. And, but it would always kind of be like a bit of like a awkward grinder type of situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we would just like, you know, I'd give them head. They might like give me a hand job and then we'd go our separate ways. But the person I was like seeing consistently, I was just like trying to give them head and trying to get them to come and they wouldn't happen. And I was just like, this never happened before. And I was just like, do you want to stick it in? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a little painful at first because they were like really thick. But it was just like, once they like got it in and I relaxed, and like I'm like I was like as soon as they like tried to like reach around and grab my dick, I like came. Oh wow! And I was just like, for some reason, after that, my dick has become like super sensitive, and it's amazing. Wow! Tell us the details of its super sensitivity. Good sensitive, it sounds like. Yeah, like. It's just like super sensitive in the sense of like, I can, like if I touch it in the right way and everything feels good, like I immediately feel that sensation that I want to come or I can feel like my asshole, like twitching and clenching kind of like, where's dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, have I turned into a bit of a slut? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would describe my submissive side as a complete slut. Like, and like, and not even a shaming way where I'm no, a proper Uh, fuck slut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's that's honestly like probably another fantasy of like having a gangbang of like women trans and like our other eyes and maybe a few dudes thrown in there and just probably getting like tied up and blindfolded and like bent over. Huh. And just think whoever come in. Oh, I love that. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, my subs also, like, told me about how they want to have the same thing happen with dudes and have me fuck them afterwards. I'm uh, just like, we're going to work on it. 
Like I went through a traumatic experience like not too long ago, but definitely put put that on the list. I love that. Oh my God. Can you share with us any other just bucket list fantasies or things that you want to explore? Um, I definitely would love just to have the scenario of like a polyamorous or just an open relationship where I can have that third person in that, that like we get along we all three get along or four get along and like we are able to have those various types of scenarios of like oh you know so-and-so's out making barbecue and then i just come back in to see my submissive with one of our like partners and you guys are in the bathroom or you guys are on the couch or whatever maybe i came home from work and you guys already started where you guys have something planned for me and just being able to have all those fun scenarios with like a group of people that you can like chill with and like cuddle with afterwards is kind of like the ultimate fantasy yeah that sounds awesome what about sex parties stuff like that i would love to go to a sex party or like a dungeon just to like like open house just to like look around and see like even if i didn't get to like do anything it would still just be a great experience to like go because as far as like on the king side i'm like into rope tying and like into spanking and like paddles but i've never like gotten to really get into the community until like i got on fet myself and like started to like talk with people more and like just have conversations awesome what are your sexual goals for yourself outside of just specific fantasies like how do you want your sex life to unfold for yourself i would love to get into tantric sex and just like learn more about my body and like breathing and just how to like just mesh with another person's energy just completely and not have like any outside thoughts of what is this person thinking? Like, hey, what is this other person that I probably slept with years ago, you know, doing right now? Like anything that like my scattered brain can come up with during sex, but just to be completely enveloped in that moment and like share energies and be able to like read that and that person read me and, you know, just really be able to just melt into each other. Fuck yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about your sex life before I ask you our final questions? I've gotten tricked into a threesome before. Oh, right. Uh, what? <laughs> you, yeah, we haven't talked about, uh, what? Yeah, what uh. So I was like on adult friend finder for a little bit and I like started talking to somebody and we were like agreed to meet. And when we met up, their friend was there and I was just like, well, I thought we were supposed to like, you know, be having sex. Um, uh, but your friend is here. And so we all chilled out for a while and hung out for a long time and things and they just kept looking at each other. And I was just kind of like, this feels weird. I think I'm going to go. And they're like, well, fine, just tell them. And like, my friend wants to sleep with us. And while like, I'm just like, but we haven't even slept together. And like their friend was like super nervous about it. And it was so disorganized because it was like she wanted to suck my dick before they put the condom on, but she didn't get to. So she was disappointed about that. And then I was trying to decide like, 
okay, what's the right amount of time to like switch then, you know, cause I don't want anyone to feel left out, but <laughs> it, it was very, very disorganized, but it, it ended okay. I guess there are eight threesomes. Oh my God. Later on had my own dominant and uh who was a trans man mm-hmm. uh and we're still very good friends he's my best bud uh um and he's dating someone else uh so i'm just like i'm happy for you yeah. like still think about things i know we both do probably like every once in a while because mm-hmm. we're both like corny freaks but we're both can like be happy for each other and still check in each other during like this crazy time yeah. and like each other is doing but i even had a threesome with them and they were the ones who like got me real comfortable with like pegging and like receiving because they had their own dick and while they like yeah would like to like have me be on top at times they definitely loved the opportunity to like be able to like squirt on my asshole and use that as lube that's so hot i love that that's so hot And then, like, he would, like, come up with games and all types of, like, stuff for us to do where I just, I was a little spoiled. And that's where, like, my real subby bratty side, I believe, was formed. Yes. Oh, my God. I can relate to that. Yes. Are there any other experiences from that relationship that are shareable? I remember he made me use a vibrator for the first time where it was, like, a rabbit vibrator. And he was just instructing me, like, to, like, use it on my dick and, like, how it felt and, like, teaching me how to edge and getting to that full, like, you are so rock hard, but you're not allowed to come. And then, like, inserting it inside me while they are like, fucking me. It was, yeah, that's how I, like, discovered and learned how to have, like, hands-free orgasms. You have those. You can have those. Yeah. Like, sometimes even if I'm just, like, watching porn and I just move my back the right way, and I just, like, can feel, like, kind of like my, like, prostate, I, like, just be able to do it. Without a toy or anything in there? Yeah. You're a sex angel! (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. I... I feel to, like frustrate me because I'll be like I'll be like enjoying porn or something and then I would just like come uncontrollably and I'm just like no I wasn't done. Oh my gosh. What's your refractory period? Like how long does it take for you to recharge? Uh I'll say like five to fifteen like minutes, okay. depending on how hard I came. Mm-hmm. Or like like if I'm really into it, like if we have like a session where like I was eating that person out and they grabbed my head and like we're like basically humping my face and like wrapped their legs around my head and like we just have like a hot passing session. I'm good to go again. Like <laughs> as, as I come. But have you ever had multiple hands free orgasms in a row? No, I haven't had like not the actual like ejaculating. Yeah. But as far as like an anal like prostate orgasm, yeah, I've yeah. had I like five of those like in a row and I was like shallow after. Oh my god, that's so cool. Anal is so fun. Like once you like learn how to do it properly and like 
and that like kind of ambition starts to get at you where it's like what else can i put in there how, how much bigger can i go what's the biggest butt plug you've ever tried or biggest thing imagine one of those pride rainbow dildos yeah it's like eight inches yeah Amazing. yeah i think that's about the biggest thing and i can take that all the way to like the balls oh my god Wow. James, I feel like I could continue to talk to you about sex for quite a few more hours, but I think it's time to ask our final question. If you could go back and tell younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? You know what? I, I was thinking about this before and I was like, i will probably go back to 12, but no, I'd actually go back to the time when I was eight years old. Probably the first time that I saw the girl that I was like obsessed with. And it was like the first time I looked at a girl and was like, if I talk to her, there's like no one else. Like, I'm not going to talk to other girls. Like, and having that feeling of like, I think I might be in love. And like, I'm eight years old. I don't know what love is. <laughs> to go to that eight-year-old version of myself and say, follow that feeling. Mm. Like, if you feel that strongly for someone and you care about someone and it's not just a how this person looks next to me and just truly like I connect with this person, like follow that more than worrying about who's on your arm and how they like how the world, you know, views them, like how the world views who you care about doesn't matter an ounce. That's amazing. Do you want to ask me a sex question? So if you were a giantess for a day, how would you spend it? Would you find a specific lover? Would you find a real tall building? Ah! <laughs> oh my God, can I just say yes? Okay, here's, okay, you've inspired me with this building idea. What's a tall building that's not too pointy? Maybe my giantess can handle points. Uh, you know what, you know what's too good to, wait, how giant am I? Can I pick? Yeah. Okay. I want to be giant enough that I would go fuck the Empire State Building. and But beforehand, I'd walk up to it because consent is important. And I would let the little tiny tourists know what was about to happen so that the people who didn't want to participate could go inside. But I would invite all of the horny motherfuckers to stay on the roof. And once I'm fucking the building, they can crawl inside and have an orgy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. and maybe i would also like ask if any of them i would ask also if any of them love nipples because how cool would it be to have like tiny little humans like on my nipples aren't that sensitive but i think it'd be so cool to have like tiny little human creatures like i don't know yeah also how cool would it be tiny little tongues on your nipples or on your chest or something you know i mean i'd make sure i'd make sure they didn't fall off (laughs) like that's all the stuff like I'm like into as far as like in the macrophilia like community where I'm just like yeah licking nipples like going inside and pleasuring or like having an orgy like yeah you your mind is definitely on the same level <laughs> as mine <laughs> and I'm sure also if I learned more about it I would have other ideas but I you know I'm a I'm new to this fetish so I have exploring to I have learnings to explore just uh just look up Giantess on Pornhub next time that you're having a little uh, me moment. <laughs> a me moment, I love that. Did you like running into like any 
obstacles like pegging your former master or really what was like the thing that made you love pegging that you're like ah, i think i'm gonna have to ask the guys like if i can put stuff in their butts i got so lucky because he already was into butt stuff for himself and i didn't even understand because of how he framed it for me because he was my my biggest anal learning experience (laughs) in all the ways you know because I'd had anal sex with past boyfriends like that I was in relationships with but none of them were that into like it was just like a thing we would try and I feel like that's why a lot of people have pretty mediocre anal sex because it's like we're just trying this thing but like you know when you don't research it when you when all you do is just like use lube and hope for the best like of course it's disappointing and so with him it was really cool because first of all I had like months of preparation on my own to know what it would feel like and he taught me how to give rim jobs and taught me how to like give a prostate massage so by the time he was like I basically he showed up at my place and was like I have a new toy for us to play with and it was a a double-sided dildo so like the part um, went inside me and then I used that to peg him now I had a very difficult time controlling it. And so I think I ended up like partially hanging on to it when I started to get vigorous, which again made it really awkward to like kind of balance. And I went really, really slowly with him from what I remember. And we only did it a couple of times, but it was, it's so hot. But for me, I don't even feel like I get off on the control of it. Or if I do, it's such a sub layer because because I experience it as an act of submission. Like I experience it as like, I'm giving you this gift of penetration that you, you know, so you can experience it safely. So you can experience it in a way that you're controlling because he ordered me to do it. And so it was like an act of service. And I just thought it was so, so hot, but I, I have not yet pegged anyone regardless of body parts. uh, I haven't pegged anyone with like a proper strap on. And I do think like on my bucket list, when I have some savings and I'm not like trying to buy a new garbage disposal, I want to get like a proper leather hot strap on and see what that's like. Especially now that I've been working out for a couple months because of quarantine and I actually have muscles and stamina. Like I'm so excited to fuck again. (laughs) I love it. That's why I'm I'm just curious because like I believe the girl that I was talking to before my current submissive. She bought by one of like the double sided dildos, mm-hmm. uh, and she had the same problem of like keeping hard it to control. In. No, I would uh, I would get a double sided strap on. That's what I want, so I can still feel something inside. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I was even talking with my submissive now. I was like, okay, you got this one. And I'm I'm going to let you do this. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get double sided one, so you can feel it too. Because it's like I don't like feeling like I'm the only one being pleasured. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a part of the reason I don't even like head anymore. Where it's like, I like to be doing something too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you to feel good. Wait, you still the- don't like head? I do like it from my current submissive. Okay. Like I've gotten more like comfortable with it with her. And she like, he's really good. And she's like <laughs> touching you in other ways too. Right. It's not just like mm-hmm. here focus. Cause that's, that's the other thing is like for me, blowjobs are can be a full body experience. And like with my new lover that I'm talking to, oh yeah, I saw him yesterday and how are we doing this? It was such a cozy position. I feel like I must have been like hugging his leg and like giving him a blowjob sideways, but then he was also kind of fingering me. I don't know. It was great. I have to figure out. I have no idea. I wish I could just record all of my sexual sessions so I could know what's happening later. <laughs> See, that's the thing. 
like I love when like my submissive like just grab my leg and just start pumping it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, so hot. Pussy so on my leg, it's hot. So fucking hot, <laughs> James. You're fucking amazing, and you have so much to give in so many ways. And I hope that I hope that you get all of the experiences that you want. 